Can you name a city that hosted a game at the 2002 World Cup? Should we say Tokyo? Out straight away. Whoa! Oh, one of the greatest answers of all time. OTB AM. Live. Weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Colm, good morning. Owen, Johnny. You, Johnny was talking about hand uh, things in hand job for sports <laughs> there a moment ago. Yeah. So we're uh, we're keeping that theme going yeah. and uh, we're talking tennis. Yesterday was a pretty dramatic day at Wimbledon, mm. to say the least. Last night, people would have been watching Serena get dumped out by Harmony Tan. Harmony Tan of France, her first ever Wimbledon match. I want a first ever Wimbledon match. What a name. What a match. Name, Beats yeah. the goat. Harmony Tan. Um, yeah, heartbreaking stuff if you're a Serena Williams fan. And if you're a fan of tennis in general, her last match before yesterday's match was exactly 12 months ago, the first round of Wimbledon, where she retired injured. She made her singles comeback yesterday, had played dub- uh, doubles with Anjabar in Eastbourne, but this is her first singles match. Lads, she was serving for the match at 5-4 in the third and final set. She was two points from victory. Um, she lost that and then went into a tiebreak and she was four love up in the tiebreak but she has lost that match and then of course the eternal question is is this the end for Serena Williams not just the Wimbledon but in general 40 years old she turned 41 in August after the match she talked about her prospects of playing at the US Open of course she's on 23 Grand Slams she wants to out, uh, outdo Margaret Court and I think the game in general wants her to do that too but last night very heartbreaking because she was so close to victory and the crowd it was raucous positively raucous at centre court didn't finish till after half past ten last night and uh, it kind of had the atmosphere of a semi-final and after right after the match the commentator on BBC said it maybe looked caught up with the adrenaline of it but was saying that could be the greatest first round match in Wimbledon history and for attention alone it's hard to argue yeah, especially given the the standard of player and the narrative around it I, like I definitely feel that Serena We'll go again at the US Open. Like you, you look at her comments, and like she's talking about really wanting to hit the practice courts mm. after last night. And there definitely seems to be like a, one of the things she said. She's like, it feels like it's kind of like, okay, Serena, you can do this if you want. So kind of maybe that there was kind of like a lack of motivation, which is kind of understandable when you've got well over twenty Grand Slam titles over the last little while, and just getting that taste of Grand Slam tennis back again is like, okay, this is actually something that uh, I sort of forgot how much I love. I don't think she, I don't. I think the only reason that she's still playing tennis is to get that record. Yeah, and I don't think she's um, shied away from that fact too. I think I, I'd say she'd long since retired if she either wasn't close to the record or had easily eclipsed it. But she's uh, you know she's had a frustrating last few years in terms of when she came back after her maternity leave, she reached four Grand Slam finals mm. and she lost all four of them. So if she had won any one of those four, she could have packed it in. So that's how tantalising it is for her. But, I mean, the crowd were so on her side. And it's funny because you have great sports people that when they burst onto the scene, everybody's very excited by them. Oh, my God, this talent is generational and can't look away. And then eventually, at some point, everybody gets sick of their dominance. And that happened for a while with Serena. People weren't really going for her. They were going for whoever she was against. But it's come full circle now. It's like, well, we're going to appreciate greatness. And she is the greatest of all time. So let's appreciate it while we can. And, you know, last night could have been one of those moments where when she waved to the crowd at the end that we don't know if we're going to see her again on Central Court, just like we didn't know 12 months ago. But she came back. Uh, Ireland have uh, conceded a try against the Mario All Blacks. It is 8-3 after 16 minutes. They've literally just gone over the line there after uh, a line out and a, a bit of sustained pressure. Uh, it is uh, Sullivan, the number 15, the fullback for the Mario All Blacks. Uh, Jar- Zaren Sullivan, who's uh, gone over the line there for them. So uh, Ireland had gone 3-0 up uh, through a Kieran Ferrari penalty. But uh, the big news there is that uh, Keane Healy's had to 
come in, Jeremy Lachman's gone off. On the tennis column, uh, and just sticking with the women's side for just a moment, yeah. you talk about greatness. Uh, how close is Svantec to becoming an actual dominant player in women's tennis? Because that has been the, the cliche thrown out in the, the vacuum left by Serena Williams, is that this has been chaotic. It's been wonderful. Uh, it's been chaotic. You just don't know who's going to win. But, but is, is, the, is Svantec about to, to go and dominate? It looks like it. And it, that's, this has really only happened since the Australian Open. Like She was, I think, world number seven in around February. And now she's just come to be world number one because she's won 36 matches in a row. She's, mm. eclipsed, um, she's beaten Venus Williams' record. So she's won the most amount of games in a row in the 21st century. Uh, Venus did it right at the start of the century in 2000. Uh, which the thing with Svantec is the matches aren't even close on. Like she's just obliterating people. Yeah. Six love six three. That was yesterday at Wimbledon. And Grass would be, you know, she wouldn't be too comfortable on Grass. She didn't have much experience at Wimbledon, to be honest. And she said that afterwards. But the the thing with Svantec is she's about to become what great players are in that her opponents are afraid of her reputation. So she doesn't even need to play that well. I mean, the start of the second set, it was interesting. Barney Rene wrote about it in The Guardian. He reported on the match. He's always such a great read because he doesn't just do match reports. He always brings a bit of colour to it. And he said, you know, Svantec won the first set 6-love and it was quite terrifying to watch. And then she seemed to get a bit bored by herself. And at the start of the second, she started hitting unforced errors. And it was just to wake herself up almost. And she won that second set 6-3, which is, you know, relatively competitive. But that's the best that her opponents can hope for at the moment. And... uh, I think it's actually a good thing for women's tennis because we often talk about 20 to 30 players in contention to win every Grand Slam every year, but it actually needs a star now, especially in light of Serena pulling away, you know. What's uh, tennis's kind of Polish history? Like, she's... she's yeah, she's standing out big yeah. time, yeah. I mean, definitely in the modern game, no one strikes my mind open to correction on that, but nobody strikes my mind straight away of being a dominant Polish player in my lifetime anyway. Mm. Um so yeah, she's come through. I mean, like Eastern Europe in general, like provides a lot of great tennis players, and they come through academies, and they often get scholarships in America. But she's standing out and flying the flag for her country, big time. And that was the big thing when she won the French Open in 2020 was she was doing it for Poland, you know. Mm. And she's a, she's a big patriot. Just on the the men's side, then, mm-hmm. Colum, we got to talk about Nikirios. I mean, like this is he is our favourite tennis star on OTBAM. Hmm? Our yearly discussion of Nick is back. He's back in his favourite tournament, Wimbledon. Yeah, he beat Paul Job yesterday, Paul Job of England in a five set. I really shouldn't have gone to five sets, should have beaten him. Way more comfortably than that. But uh, it went that way. But, you know, the story of the match wasn't really the, the actual game itself, even though Job played very well. But it was Kyrgios being Kyrgios. And um, some fans were abusing him, um, calling him, you know, a poor player, but in more colourful language. And when Kyrgios won the match, he spat in their direction as he walked away and openly admitted that in the post-match press conference. Had no problem saying that. It was like, yeah, I spat in their direction. I mean, if they were supporting me, I wouldn't do that, you understand. But I would do it because, you know, they weren't supporting me. Mm. And he also uh, had a go at uh, the age profile of the line judges. And we actually have an audio clip of that. It's quite entertaining. Take a listen. Bit of a interaction with the line judges. And at one point, I think you said... You're in your 90s, you can't see the ball. No, I said most of the umpires are older, and I just don't think that's ideal when you're playing a sport of such small margins because factually people that are younger have better eyesight. Okay. Do you not think that's appropriate? When you're playing at a sport for hundreds and thousands of dollars, do you not think that we should have people that are really ready to call the ball in and out? Is it an age thing, though? I mean- well, factually, does someone have a better eyesight... When they're younger? 
What do you mean, not necessarily? But what does he mean? What do you mean, not necessarily? But they probably, I don't know if they have to. Okay, but just that, that, that specific thing. I hit a ball in. Right. The old man called it out. It was in. So, so arguably, if the guy was 40, he may not have called that out. Yeah, but he may be 60 and may have 20 20 vision. You don't know that. But in that case, he got the call wrong. Okay, we're going to move on to. Young people get a call wrong, don't they? Okay. I don't understand the question, though. Uh, <laughs> it's the uh, fact that he was eating. What's that line in, and just looking it up here, Homer Simpson, Dad, you're an old man now. You're a very old man now, and old people are useless. I mean, what is he? he like, he's just trying to imply that because he's old, the guy can't see. I mean, uh, like, he's, also I, eating, he's also eating during the yeah, press conference. You've got to refuel, Johnny. you got to refuel. <laughs> and, I mean, has, has your eyesight not deteriorated the older you've got? Well, it was actually, wasn't great at, like, 17. Um, but, like, I mean, that's not to say... Oh, he's just saying that everyone with... He's essentially trying to imply that everyone with old age has inferior sight. Like, that's what he's trying to say there. He's saying the old man couldn't see the ball. I mean... I mean, it's fairly loaded, colourful. He's obviously uh, quite annoyed with the reception he's getting mm-hmm. at Wimbledon. Uh, obviously, that prompted him to spin in the direction of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also kind of has this, goes into this uh, subject, which I think he maybe might have a point on, which is this culture of people filming them filming themselves abusing players like it happens quite a lot in the States like there's a lot of videos you'll see from NBA games of people like shouting abuse at players just hoping yeah. to get a, a reaction from somebody and the, the clip ultimately goes viral he says it's happening more and more in sport he said I don't go into Argos and just start smashing somebody at the counter when they're doing their job I've never done that in my life I just think spectators think there's no line anymore mm. they can say something and they film it and then they laugh about it I think he's kind of right mm. yeah like amid the nonsense he made a lot of good points but he was talking more socially uh, yesterday in society as a whole that um, he was saying oh this young younger generation like he's only 26 but this younger generation um, they feel that they can abuse you at will because of the presence of social media and they feel that like they can say anything to you but like it, it was basically one or two people calling him a terrible player and he took massive offence to it and he said you know I'm used to people abusing me but not like that I don't think he likes people having a go at his talent because he believes he's one of the best players in the world with natural talent, which he probably is. It was, it was, it was, it was funny at the Pats Rovers game the other night. So there was a, I think there was... Do they still do water breaks? Like I, I, There was a kind of a water break anyway in play and uh, Sean Hoare, ex-Pats, now with Shamrock Rovers. And there's this Pats fan, but you could completely hear him in the middle of the stand. He's like, Sean, I have my eye on you. And he was giving him abuse, but in a very kind of a nice way. And Sean Hoare started doing this to him and started like staring him out of it. And the whole stand just started dying laughing. And it was like, it's a, it's a derby game, but it was just a lovely moment where in the League of Ireland, a player can kind of start staring out a fan who wasn't, he wasn't a young man either, started like giving him the eyes and your man just started dying laughing. I thought it was, it was endearing. <laughs> it was. Well, the, your man at, Wimbledon um, what's his name sorry Curious Curious would would probably react a little bit differently but he obviously does bring it on himself he's a fairly feisty character he is yeah and the crowd love him yeah do you know in his, po- his encore post-match interview yeah he's so cranky right yeah yeah <laughs> he was that. like he wasn't laughing at anything and the crowd were lapping up they were like oh he's only talking yeah because uh, the reporter asks yeah. uh, would you be interested in going into you know uh, analysis and punditry right, yeah. after your career because you talk a lot to yourself uh, he doesn't take the question well but everybody's laughing and laughing with him and like he says something that's not very funny and everybody laughs at the not very funny thing he says like I mean so certainly from that clip it felt that the Wimbledon crowd the do I didn't do a kid He's bad Simpsons. Yeah, like, yeah. say the line. Say the line, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> or two Simpsons uh, references in the Yeah, yeah. There. 
We um, got five in. Just very quickly, the COVID situation at yeah. Wimbledon is, is interesting. Cilic and Berrettini Easy. both gone. And Elise Corne suggesting that uh, COVID was rife at Roland Garros and everybody just said nothing. And yeah. the, they just played by those rules, whereas now it feels that people are calling each other out a little bit more or calling themselves out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, this is, um, is going to be a bit prevalent now. And I imagine there are people who have symptoms there who are going to keep it quiet like you know I mean that probably happens in life at the moment really, it definitely but, is definitely yeah. does yeah you know, it does. I would mm. imagine it does I mean look if you're like a a player who uh, really needs to make progress in their career and you don't feel too well like you're, you have a big decision to make this week you know a really big one because the environment's changed from this time last year where it was seen as you know radically dangerous to hide anything but now I feel like the narrative has moved on to be like oh it's an inconvenience but you know people still get really sick from this so they should say it and fair play to Berrettini because he was one of the favourites for this tournament can you imagine the heartbreak when he saw those two red lines pop up in the action test like I was heartbroken off in Mexico when it happened so can you imagine him I remember calling to a house like early in COVID like about three kilometres away and being petrified of being found out like it was kind of a Stalin estate for a few months or whatever different times Colm good stuff (laughs) thanks a million OTB AM with Gillette Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.